0: ho 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 still in the 12 days of christmas let's have a little show for the uh for the first business day of the year here we go uh let's get over to tom fishburn and he's got happy product returns free returns has become the new free shipping which created a massive logistical headache for retailers particularly in the weeks after christmas this year, shoppers in the U.S. returned 14.5% of the items they purchased valued at $743 billion. They returned $743 billion? I don't know. We'll get the real details coming up. But as you know, uh, many, including my family, consider the return policy part of their shipping or their shopping strategy. So... I think Kohl's is still taking Amazon back. I've never really had much of a problem with eBay. Usually they'll just say, you know, here's a refund or keep or whatever. That's, you know, it's small people, so it's really easy. And I don't complain unless there is a real problem. Sometimes there's a real problem, and I still don't really complain. I don't demand anything. Usually it's my fault. but well, it must be. We're heading for a trillion-dollar problem, says Tom Enright of Gartner in the Wall Street Journal. So we'll reach out to Tom. Um, the economics of product returns are brutal. Only 30% of all returned items are resold, and of course, not at maybe not even at, at their at their cost of goods. Um, retailers are losing 50% of their margins on returns. Okay, it's a big problem. A recent survey from a logistics company found that 49% of retailers believe that a product returns are a severe problem, up from just 2% a few years ago. That has some retailers like Zara and H&M Starting to crack down on returns with a shorter return window, return fees, and even keep it policies. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm guessing that, uh, you know, we'll give you half the money back if you just keep it. That would be a, that would actually be a net gain, right? If we returned half your money. Especially, it would, it would only be good if, if you actually paid for it. So that would limit it. Um, customers are now trained to expect free returns as and returns are every bit a part of customer the customer experience yep i bought some shoes from zappos and they fell apart i mean flat out they just fell apart uh but i'd had them a while you know i wasn't claiming that they were they didn't fit i was claiming that they fell apart and uh they didn't care they said that our policy once you've worn them is you keep them And I've never bought from Zappos again. Just FYI. This is a good reminder for brands and retailers to think about what they stand for beyond the lowest price or the biggest deal. And here's some fun stuff. Five stages of price promotions from July. Okay. We don't discount. This is a premium brand. The spike in sales would be nice. Once you start, it's hard to stop. Buy one, get two, sale. This is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. That's... uh. The stages of grief also okay good news we finally found a way to offer deeper discounts than our, comp- our competitors for black friday and cyber monday i think we can go deeper going up going out of business sale now we were once tricked into going into a retailer because he had a sign that said going out for business sale <laughs> it was on our honeymoon and we were young and foolish and we bought matching t-shirts from bonita beach florida with palm trees and such uh you know it wasn't it wasn't a bad deal i had to give him credit so you change the out to four business and you can make this work okay 12 days of christmas deals a dealing sells a selling free with free shipping price promotions buy one get ones cut rate coupons half price offers clearance sales discount codes markdowns giveaway and lots of devalued brands under the tree Right, exactly. You know, I tried to I tried to uh, shop from J Crew, and and every time I, you know, like I I, I had a discount code, but it didn't work because it was forty nine dollars and ninety five cents, and it needed to be fifty dollars. So I put another item in, which then had a different discount code and was actually only like a, a fifty dollar item for eleven dollars. But then that undid the other discount code. <laughs> every time I tried to maneuver it thwarted me so I gave up and my wife called in and got the deal uh this pair is so perfect I can't wait to buy them cheaper online somewhere what's your what's your wi-fi password that's from 2013 yeah I remember that one okay so and you know let's go over here to see the the real extent of it this is the real numbers that Tom Fishburne was alluding to 14.5% 14.5% of all retail sales have been returned, and uh, 101. Let's see, 101 billion. 101 billion has been lost to abuse and fraud. Although, when I, um, when I, Mary, is it Marianne Campbell? She, she um, had a good article that was about. How most of the fraud was on the way to the store not not out of the store and uh a th- a third was was employees, <laughs> a third was in transportation, and a third was in you know in right in retail out the door and so uh it wasn't as simple as as just fraudulent orders um so 13.7% of the returns are fraudulent. When we were working with Bullock and Jones, they had they felt like they had a problem uh, with people ordering and then wearing the items and then returning them. And so we we added a cost of returns to our uh, to our customer variables. So we kept track if you placed a hundred dollar order and then you So a $100 order, let's say it was a $50 margin, gross margin, and maybe those days were maybe $10 or $15 for shipping and handling, okay? So you had a $35 net profit on the order, more or less. And, um, oh, maybe advertising would suck some more out of there for (laughs) advertising, 10% or something. Okay. So anyway, you're down to, you know, $10 of profit, net profit after we mailed you and all that. Um, but now you return it. And so now you've got zero, you've got a 100 minus 100, and you also have a $10, $15 order processing cost. Okay, so now you've got a negative $5 or whatever. And so no matter what your RFM, because you had a negative cost of goods, I mean, a negative EBITDA net profit lifetime, lifetime value, uh, you were much less likely to get to get remailed. And I'm often surprised that more mailers don't use that sort of thing. We, I remember Hamacher Schlemmer really liked that too. Um, that's an easy way to incorporate your return problem customers into your customer selection in direct mail. Okay. Now it's harder in every other medium because you don't know who's really seeing your ad. Okay. So anyway, uh, it's a big problem and. Uh, Online sales had almost 18 percent, which means that probably the retail sales was mm, 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 more like 13 percent. Okay, and half of the in-store returns were began their life as an online purchase. And that can be partly because if you go to most websites, there's no uh, there's no good dimensions of a product given there's no size reference right what is a size reference well you know if you're selling a golf shirt or you're selling what would be what would be something that's well like a golf tee could be various sizes if you put it next to a golf ball golf balls can't be various sizes right so if you put a uh, you know some kind of kitchen item you might want to put next to it you know a kitchen measuring spoon or something like that so that in the picture there's something that gives your brain a reference point as to the size or you group a few similar sized items together so that there's a reference point so many times i bought something online and it's considerably smaller or considerably bigger than i expected why because my brain provided the size reference and the uh and there wasn't anything else to to go on so the the idea of of a gray catalog with little boxes of product pictures is probably not the best way to avoid returns. It's one of those problem areas, right? And one of the reasons that I like eBay is because most of the merchants stand behind their products, and so they do give you the the, the uh, dimensions. Okay, so it turns out that uh, the online sales are more problematic, and that's probably because they just don't they don't know the rules. They haven't got the, the the history of sales in the offline world uh, that the catalogers have. Okay, this was an interesting article. Mark Ritson's top ten marketing moments. Uh, his first was Amazon's Christmas turkey, and that was the uh, that was the commercial where the where the three little old ladies went tobogganing with their helmets and other stuff that they bought from Amazon, I liked it. I talked about it, and Ritson kind of liked it. But most importantly, uh, John, John, oh brother, John Evans, I think it is, over at System One, liked it a lot. Okay, so I know it's John with J-O-N, no H. Not much I remember. But anyway. Uh, and so system one ranked it in one of its highest in as one of its highest ranked fall commercials this year. So Ritson says, you know, doesn't matter what I think of it. It's what customers think of it. Right. And Amazon produced that one themselves in house. And I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful. It teared me up the first time I watched it because it was reminded me of t- tobogganing in my youth. Okay. Uh, Netflix increased their prices. You know, some people do it pretty well. Um, The first thing they did was knock off friends and family. If they would have raised the prices first, but let you keep your friends and family on your account, we might still have it. But my daughter, who shared it with me, got so upset she canceled it for herself and for us. And we haven't really missed it, to be honest. (laughs) There's plenty of TV out there right? If you just want to watch stuff. And how about those Packers? (laughs) What a great time to play a football game. New Year's Eve against the the Vikings. The vaunted, hated Vikings (laughs) got shredded. It was great. Okay. So Ritson says, this smells of finance and ops and all those very smart, very square people that don't understand the customer, says Ritson. Okay. Tesla Decided that though it never discounts its vehicles, it was going to give 20% off. And Ritson says that was a huge mistake. Ritson spells out why discounting needs to be undertaken with care if it's to be successful. Apparently it didn't even work. Cut your margins and all that. Guinness becomes UK's number one pint. Uh, Mark loved that boot, the Guinness boot that looks from the back like a pint of Guinness. I thought it was pretty clever, but I didn't even get it, you know, because I don't see a pint of Guinness sitting on a bar very often. Um, And here, this is really important. Uh, Marketing thinks it's P for promotion and P for price, but it's really P for product that will always be the most important. And Guinness, according to Ritson, is a great example of how marketing can showcase that. The end of wear out, he says, Old ads that were good are still good, and stinky ads that are stinky still stink. Barbie was able to do brand extension. Uh, Not only has Barbie enjoyed a significant licensing income boost and salience, it revitalized Barbie as a brand with the silly Barbie movie, which I did eventually watch. Unilever revisits purpose. Actually, Unilever has decided that there isn't that much purpose in Hellman's mayonnaise, though they tried to push that for a while, that with good mayonnaise, you can recycle your food and get more life expectancy out of it. And we all laughed and thought that was crazy. Rebranding Twitter, not only is rebranding Twitter stupid, but rebranding anything is stupid. And I think it's time they brought back the name Twitter. Uh, there's no upside into getting into the, the debate of all of the social justice uh, issues you can take on and uh, Mark has caved in a little bit He says we're obsessed with new things but uh, he thinks there's there's space for AI in the research and data area okay and I obviously gave you a demo of how I was able to to create a nifty little fake picture with AI, although more recently I've had more trouble. That I must have got lucky. And it's usually easier just to take a picture off the Internet and then add text over the top of it and do what you want with it. It takes much less time than trying to get the, uh, promo, the, the, the prompts right. Okay, and since we've had focus on the customer, I thought I would share with you Bob Bly's latest, one of his latest recent uh, newsletters. Start with the prospect, not with the product. Okay. He says, think about their goals, problems, needs, hopes, fears, dreams, and aspirations. And, of course, if there are any, that's really good. I don't know how exactly you get into the brain of the customer. Um, So I don't know how to do this. I think it is okay to look at the product. I think Guinness proves that. Okay, I'm not even sure about my own goals, problems, needs, hopes, fears, dreams, and aspirations. They change from day to day. But uh, Bob says, effective copy speaks directly to a specific audience and identifies their preferences, quirks, behaviors, needs, and requirements. I say, do testing. (laughs) A recruitment brochure for a computer consulting firm has this headline on the cover introducing a unique career opportunity only a few dozen computer professionals in the country will be able to take advantage of this year the headline is effective because it focuses on the prospects information system professionals and one of their main concerns in life their career rather than the consulting firm and its history as most brochures do and he's right about that you know and uh, david ogilvy used to say if you if you have a liver remedy say do you suffer from liver ailments <laughs> so that at least you focus it down on the people who might e- actually be interested in it. more information. Write from the customer's point of view, not ours. Example, introducing our Guard Health Employee Benefit Program. Instead, write it like this. At last, you can combat the huge health insurance premiums threatening to put your small business out of business. Okay, and I think that's good, good news from Bob Bly. That's it for today. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. I'm John Miglash for the WDMA. I'm going to b- build a new page for the 2024 show notes. Going to start over for the year. And uh, don't forget, if you want to call and talk, the number's down below. Bye-bye. Happy New Year.